0: Welcome to Solving Healthcare. I'm Quedro Caramante. I'm an ICU and palliative care physician here in Ottawa and the founder of Resource Optimization Network. We are on a mission to transform healthcare in Canada. I'm going to talk with physicians, nurses, administrators, patients and their families because inefficiencies, overwork and overcrowding affects us all. I believe it's time for a better healthcare system that's more cost-effective, dignified, and and just for everyone involved. Corcass Nation, welcome back. It has been a while since we've danced with the solo cast, but um, I'm feeling the need to speak some truth here. Where to begin? So I was approached by this amazing group in the U.S. that, uh, you know, academics, pediatricians, that wanted to provide a toolkit to be able to advocate for kids to get back to a normal life when it comes to school, you know, and when Lucy McBride reached out to me and I was like, wow, this is spectacular. This is going to be amazing. We're going to make a toolkit that is evidence-based based on the data that we have at this time. What are the suggestions that really provide people with, you know, telling people that kids can get back to school safely? We can bring them back to school safely. And you know, what was motivating me actually, was we're hearing these stories like when I'm hearing about my boys at school not being able to speak during their lunch hour. And, and to me, I was he- hearing stories like this and still having to mask outside knowing that, you know, the, the incidents or the, the likelihood of contracting COVID outdoors is exceedingly low on top of everything else. We talked about the risk of severe disease amongst our youth and, um, I'm like, we need to do more about this. And if we could collect data and, and provide it in a slide deck to folks, to parents, to teachers, to health authorities, Hey, more power to you. And the beautiful thing about this was we're, when we put it together, we're like, we're welcome to feedback. We're going to people that have issues, but with the evidence or how we present, let us know so we can, we can modify. So I'm like, I'm all in. This sounds fantastic we released the urgency of normal toolkit. And obviously there were some people that loved it and gave such amazing praise. And I thank you for all the accolades and the love uh, that y'all send out. But then the attacks were relentless, relentless. And, uh, you know, this is attacks mostly on the landscape on Twitter, which, you know, this is par for the course. But for me, the, the line that was crossed and why I'm probably speaking now is when they, you know, when, it's one thing to attack me, but to attack my family online and doing these like Lego figurines and saying, hey, obviously you don't think schools are safe if your kids at home, all these kind of crazy accusations. I'm like, that is a line that was crossed. That was dirty. That was ugly. And, and it just made me think, like, how far have we gone? Like what's happening right now, people? What is happening? Where's our humanity? Where's our like like decency in all this? We all a, we all have a common goal. We want our kids to be back. We want our society to get back to normal safely. You know what I'm saying? And this is how the stuff, the antics, we're resorting to. And uh, I, I, and like when you take a step back too, it's like we're trying. We're just trying to prevent evidence, data. And to think that we're in a stage in 2022 that presenting data, already stuff that's been documented, all, all, already stuff that's been published is controversial. That's what, we be, that's what we plan right now. That's BS. It's Bush League. You know, and if we can't speak truth, like think about the harms that it's doing to science. You can't speak truth. You can't do any advocacy. You got to shut it down. Got to attack your family. And I'll tell you this much, people. I'll tell you this. These attacks, it's fuel, man. It's fuel to speak more truth. I'll tell you, this, is, this ain't a tactic that's, that's, that's going to work in this house. You know what I'm saying? This is almost, this is like fire in my mind. You want to try and bat us down speaking truth? Like, there's more to come. There's more to come. This, this, if anything, it tells me we want to something. And you feel that momentum. You feel that momentum. Places uh, slowing down restrictions, getting their kids back to, getting back to a, a real life. Health authority, like chief medical officers such as Monty Henry, such as Kieran Moore saying stuff like, hey, you know, we got to learn how to live with this. You know what I mean? We got to learn how to live with this. COVID ain't going anywhere. You know, this is, this is the shift. And to think that we, you know, we can't be speaking the truth, and let me tell you something, MDs, healthcare providers. You know, this is what we need more of us to do is to speak the truth. Don't we can't be influenced. We can't be like bogged down by that fear, that fear of, of being canceled, that fear of uh, being chastised. Like this is what we got into this profession for—to help people. We're scientists. The data presents itself in a, in, in a form that, that speaks, to, speaks to a truth. We need to speak the truth. And I'll tell you, that, like, it's all about being authentic. It's all about being uh, true to ourselves and true to the people, presenting the data as we see it. Because uh, like, if we can't do that, then we're compromising science. And this is, not, this is not what we signed up for. None of us signed up for this shit like this. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I mean, I won't lie. It's been, a, it's been a rough rough week or two dealing with this stuff. But once again, that, the letters and the kindness and just having that sense of, of urgency, knowing that you're on the right path and you see feeling that momentum shift has been a huge, huge fuel to keep going. And one thing I'll say to the naysayers too, like I, a lot of you guys that heard me on the show, say this before, but I want everyone that, all those people that say, oh, you don't take COVID seriously, all this stuff. You got to understand, I have lived COVID for two years. I see COVID patients regularly, okay? I was there for our very first COVID patient that wheeled into our hospital ICU doors. I felt the fear. I felt it in my colleagues. I felt it in my, I felt the fear. I was scared as shit. Am I going to get it? Am I going to pass along to my family? Are my kids going to be safe? You know, and then you realize you will be able to protect yourselves. You realize there was a common threat for people coming into hospital really sick, old, immunocompromised, poor metabolic health, diabetes, high blood pressure, obesity, all these factors clear. And and God willing, our kids, for the most part, were spared. Relatively speaking, were spared from severe disease. And having that perspective and seeing the collateral damage, seeing it in terms of you know, to the general public, when you're seeing the uh, overdoses, when you're seeing the late cancer presentations, um, when you're seeing the impact on mental health, and then you're seeing the damage it's doing on our kids. When we talk, when we look at their physical health and mental health, their, you know, the eating disorder admissions, uh, their, their socialization. And I'll tell you the same, like when we, we you know, I, we, we got the charity Bridges Over Barriers and we're, we're chatting up our social workers and they're saying like, they haven't seen a mental health crisis like this. Like, they're, they're baffled at what they're seeing. Kids are struggling. And that's the perspective I'm coming from. Someone that sees and lives COVID and also seeing the collateral damage. That's why I'm pushing. That's why I'm presenting data. That's why I'm saying let's get, get, let's get our kids to normal life as safely as possible using the data that we have available. And that can't be a sin. That can't be Squashed. Like, And this is the world we're living in now. And one thing I'll say about the talking heads that all the the verbose people on Twitter, ask yourself this, what perspective do they have? Are they in a position where they get to live or benefit even by these restrictions? They're still making a living doing their Zoom calls, right? They're not the ones having to choose between educating their kid and uh, putting food on their table. You know what I'm saying? They're not seeing COVID patients. They don't have that perspective. They're not seeing the common threads that we're seeing. So yes, you, you have a right to have your input, but you can't be quashing people that, have, that are actually dealing with it frontline, seeing what we see. It ain't right. It ain't right. And the other thing I'll say about the talking heads, push them, ask them what the exit strategy is. Oh, shut down again? There's another variant coming, guaranteed. You know, what I mean, this is COVID ain't going anywhere. And if your formula is just to lock it down, shut it down, school closures, business closures, gyms closed, all that business, how is that sustainable? Ask them that question. What is your exit strategy? What is your ability to provide people with some hope? Because I'll tell you what I'm saying. I'm saying we are 90% vaccinated, which, prevent, which significantly uh, reduces your risk of severe disease. I'm saying we have therapeutics now. I'm talking uh, monoclonal antibodies, fluvoxamine. We got uh, Paxlovid. All this stuff is, is is available. And let's be a little bit strategic here. We know who lands in ICU. There's no question about who lands in ICU. Those people with the risk factors we talked about, that's the common threat. So what do you do? You make sure they have everything available. Do they have, have those high-risk patients been boosted? You have them give them easy access to testing. That group, they have... You give them rapid tests. The second you have a rapid test, there's a quick phone call. Phone, you make a phone call to a, to a COVID line. You say, let's line you up either with monoclonals or oral uh, antivirals such as Paxlovid or um, we'll will send you some fluvoxamine here, or go to this uh, pharmacy, get some fluvoxamine, five days of that. You know what I'm saying? And reduce the risk of, of being hospitalized. That's how you attack this bad boy. Start thinking outside the box. Start thinking about interventions instead of restrictions. It's two years, yo. Two years of this bad boy, we, we're not thinking outside the box. And I'll tell you the other thing that we can't ignore. There's going to be a ton of hybrid immunity now that people have had exposure to, to Omicron. There's, you know, Suman was on the show saying about like 50% of people in, in the world by the end of February, they estimate will be have a, exposure to Omicron or been infected with Omicron. So when you add that hybrid immunity with the excellent vaccination campaign that's been going throughout, at least in in North America, that's a different beast. And I hope we're in that stage where we're moving towards endemicity, you know, because y'all deserve it. Y'all been hustling, doing what, you, what people have asked you to do. It's time to hope. Like, I think this... I mean, you never know what it's hard to predict things when it comes to COVID, but I, I think we're in a good spot. Like, I really think that we're going to be moving towards endemicity and, uh, and hopefully we, we can start like really, you know, provide people with some hope and, uh, yeah. So those are my thoughts. Leave any comments at quadcast99 at gmail.com. Follow us at Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and now TikTok at Quadcast. Yo, man, send the show to a friend, man. We're we're trying to change that dialogue. I'm telling you, there's a movement happening. There's there's a movement to, like, get out of this pandemic. You know, and I I think this is part part of it is having these honest conversations. So pass the show along. Get them to subscribe. You know I mean? Leave that five-star rating because you know what we're doing. We're we're trying to change that boogie, dog. We're trying to change that boogie. For real. Anyway, people, we love you. We have appreciate all the comments. And uh, we'll connect again real soon. Peace.